What's up everybody, Michael Ninja's back at it again. You know how I like to do it. Press record and speak what's on my mind. How y'all doing today, people? I hope you're blessed. I hope you're being a blessing to someone in need. ones have these configurations the flat plane the solar symbiosis arches you know with the breathing between them the ability to go into cherry to fire state these this little diagram here that's on the cathar grid shape right that core template shape it has at 45 degrees it has two of its uh, petals we call this the lotus Right? These are lotus flows, they're core flows, and they allow for actually movement of, on these flows, you have a series of spheres, actually, and it allows for the movement of the spheres, so they spark, they ge generate quantum, and then they open up again. So it's a self-generating system, it's a perpetual motion, continually living system. All right, here, again, are the yin flows, the natural ones, the natural Merkovic structure with a straight shield, deflection shield, and natural Merkovic. So that's what it's supposed to look like. And... Let's go back to the solar system level. Um, this is this is a bit messy because I've never had this one typeset, but at the moment, this is our solar system. In the center there, you have the inner planets, right? We'll look at Earth in a minute as far as how it's sitting in the solar plane that gives us the ecliptic and all of that. This is the Oort cloud that is, you know, out in space around our system. What should have been Nibiru, our 12th planet, not our 10th, it was our 12th planet, I believe Chiron was our 11th, and then Pluto, and then where the asteroid belt is, there was another one called Maldoc, and that exploded. So, this is a mess. The solar plane is twisted here where you have uh, Pluto's orbit, right? That's already going wacky out this way. Then you have Nibiru that actually comes in, I forget, I have the date somewhere, every, 3,300, something like that, uh, years. On the other end of it, there is another, it's an artificial body that is actually created by squashing together fragments of, of planetoids and things, and partially pieces of the moon as well. This one is called Wormwood, and it was meant to counterbalance the orbit of this, and they go in and out of the uh, density to, I think, Cirrus system. They, I think that's where they said it was. I have it written down. I haven't done the Nibiru stuff in a long time. But it, it's literally a cycling machine that was the their watchtowers here. And it wasn't just so they could come in and watch us every 3,000 years or, you know, see new information. It was to counterbalance this one. On this one, we have over here, what is the name on here? I haven't looked at these names. The Maitreya moon. And up here, I believe, was the Clarion. These were other bodies taken from elsewhere to create this. They, they literally created this. These are beings that are moving planets. They're moving stars. They're like, we're worried about little greys? Seriously. I mean, at this point, whatever, go ahead and duck me. You know? <laughs> You'll be sorry. <laughs> I'll fight back this time. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, the thought of the scale of what is going on here, this is not natural. We don't see this one yet. It was due to come back in, actually, not Nibiru. Nibiru is not due for, uh, I forget, it's like a couple thousand years still. But Wormwood was going to be coming back in. 
fortunately, wormwood in 2003 became wormwoods because it was shattered. It was down. It was going into the orbit of parallel Earth at the time because the parallel Earth is connected in here. The orbits of that we'll see later and other stuff. Um, but it it was at least shattered. But it is still a massive um, uh, asteroid belt or not belt, but mess. And it still potentially can come back in. If it does, it creates total havoc when it comes in. They, these orbits come in. I believe it's between uh, Mars, Mars, Mars and Jupiter. I think is where they they pass up, and it causes a bit of havoc on the system. When full rip is allowed, where they come in at a certain level of density, because there's a way they play with the dimensions here, where they can bring them in without totally tipping the system, without you know totally wiping out the solar system. That's why they've been able to do this cycle before. But when the full gates are open and they allow this in a stellar activation cycle, where they're activating the 55 Merkaba, it will actually these will be used to flip the whole plane and drag it in. And that's they're literally. I don't know what kind of game you would call this, but they're literally using very advanced physics. So are you saying that they're all artificial bodies? Are you saying that Nibiru or No, that was one of the natural planets. Or that was stars natural. from this, yeah. Okay, when, when what about Wormwood? No, that was created. I think part of it were pieces of the moon and something else. I remember they, they told us about that a while ago. The moon is not a normal body either. That's artificially created yes. as well. And it, because it keeps certain things at certain spin rates that they have to keep in order to keep the vortex connections to the wormholes. And that's why this whole thing is not. That's why our solar system is such a mess, because they were creating wormholes. Okay, what about a brown dwarf? Is there a brown dwarf in there? Possibly. I know there's uh, white dwarfs, like Cirrus B. Um, brown dwarf. It, it's possible. I would have to ask them. Okay, so the other axis that you've got there, um, there are two other planetary bodies. Yeah. What are they called? This one they call the Maitreya moon. Okay. And I've, it, was, it was like a long time ago, a number of years ago, that they gave this particular information. So it's probably somewhere back, either like in the writings or, or on the videos, where they explain, you know, what is Maitreya? You know, where'd that come from? Because some of this stuff they actually dragged in from the parallel system to, you know, to counterbalance it. Clarion, this one up here, was, you know, it was related to, I think it was a piece of the other one that's, uh, what was that, this Clarion, and there's the other one that was a normal part of here, Chiron. All right, so you have Clarion up here that I think was a piece of Chiron. Chiron used to be um, one of the normal um, ones, and I think it was you had Nibiru, Chiron. It was 11. Chiron used to be 11. But what's called Chiron now got stuffed down in here. Part of it got broken off, became the Clarion thing that they're using up here. And you have one of these controlled by the Wiesedex black hole system, which was the Wiese matrix that I had pointed out on those maps. You have Wiesedex and Wiesedrax, and they don't like each other. They're fighting. You have the Anunnaki and the Omicron Draconians. They don't like each other, and they're both fighting. And then you have Wiesedrax that like the Draconians, and you have the Wiesedex that like the Anunnaki. I mean, it's hilarious. It, it, it's sad. It's really just sad. But there are a whole bunch of groups on each side of this polarity drama. Then you have the Christics sitting in the middle going, oh, boy. You know? <laughs> like, we're not fighting with anybody, but every, yeah, what do you do when everybody's hell-bent on destroying each other? Because that's what's been happening down here for eons. So anyway, this is what our solar system looks like up here. This artificial, it's like a wobbling orbit. It's not just our planet that wobbles. We, there is actually a wobble created in the solar plane itself. It's actually taken the solar plane where it doesn't sit flat in the galactic plane anymore. I think it's at around a 45 degree tilt to the, you know, to the uh, galactic plane. And also created this 
thing here that through the core, and especially in the closer to the core planets like Earth and the Sun, it has harnessed how fast things spin, which means it's harnessed the time pulse. So it could, through this device, they have been able to progressively get control over how fast things spin so they can synchronize the spins of things over here with the things that they're trying to merge them with on the parallel side. It's a bizarre and fascinating and horrifically morbid technology, this, that starment technology. Now, what that creates on the planetary level, when we look at our poor little Earth sitting in the middle of this, and it's not just that this has happened on the solar level. They've also put the same type of mechanism in the planetary core and in the Stargate systems here to create the same effect to plug our planet into that whole system. They've done it on the other planets too, the ones that don't have anything that has its axis that's not tilted the same as the sun is either in its normal place and the sun got tilted, which is part of the case here, or it's not in its right place because they should all be sitting on a natural, you know, vertical and horizontal plane with each other. This is what we have right now. And like the science tells us this is normal and this is natural. You know, well, our planet's tilted about 23.5 degrees and it does this cycle called the precession of the equinoxes. And, you know, we've got the ecliptic shield, you know, that cuts through. You know, the sun's shield is here and ours, you know, comes here. This is totally twisted. This, our, our planet is tilted. It's, it, this messes up its entire system. It's not just tilted. When, this one here shows at least a relatively normal-looking cathartic grid inside. There's a whole set of un, unsacred, not sacred, geometries that go with the Death Star Merkaba stuff. It has to do with the shapes of the flows. Where before we had, the, I talked about those, uh, the arms that, you know, the petals that stood out like this, and they're 45 degree angles, and they phase and spark and generate quantum, right? There's another one that has them pulled down like this, but they look much more like a flower. We call it the daisy of death or the bloom of doom, but they're phase locked, where they can't phase, and that means it can't generate quantum. It means it's a planet that is dying because it can't breathe. And that's one of the things, and it constricts the, the cathargoid at the center. It, and so something, I think we have one that shows that what that also does is create a bulge at the equator where it squashes the natural spherical shape down. Hello, is, there also a, a, is there also a correlation with the cross? In other words, the actual symbol of the cross reflecting what is, in essence, this frozen inability to... Yes, yeah. yes, and, and even more. That has to do with the mutation of natural chalet light units into forcing them into the Vesica Pisces dead light unit configuration, the sign of the cross. Yeah. The original cross has perfectly equal, and it's called the Rouchet, and it has perfectly equal. I think the Celtic cross is the closest you get these days as far as and it fits inside a circle in other words because yeah. then you know it's yeah i don't have mine on anybody have one on it's one of our sacred symbols so this is right now we have this is all part of the part of the mechanics of the uh, death star merkaba uh, technologies we have the unnatural procession of the equinoxes this is called the sextant shield it's actually the it's a distortion shield of energy that keeps those vortices spinning at their you know tilted anger it keeps us aligned with we, we flip between being aligned with polaris which we are in that phase now and flipping back uh into alignment with vega and we just keep cycling back and forth and wobbling back and forth in the procession of the equinoxes and they're not normal they're they just released in one of those ireland november last year they just released some October. Yeah, they just released some fascinating things about the old pagan rites and stuff, and what 
what this actually has done in its relationship with parallel Earth, this was done for a reason, the cycles of the equinoxes and the solstices, have to do with alignments between parallel Earth and here and between parallel Earth and the center of the Milky Way galaxy, the black hole there. And that's what we're looking at coming up on in 2012. And that's why 2012 was, you know, the Mayans got the word it was going to be the end of times and those kind of things because of the dark road. Yeah, the dark road, all right. So these things, these configurations that we're seeing, the sextant shield is not the natural clock or, or shield, that the, the natural spin ratio that you would have for the planet on its axis. They actually have been accelerating time for the last 13,000 years to make it faster so it would catch up with the uh, parallel antiparticle universe so they could merge them. And it means our days have gotten shorter, our spin has gotten faster as far as on the planet and that kind of thing. There's other aspects to this that are created by this technology. And all of these go together, right? Like when you see one, it implies the others. Mm -hmm. This is our poison apple. This is the net field. Okay, now part of the poison apple isn't shown here. I'll show that on this one. But um, this is literally a containment net. It is a, a shona, which means that made of biveca light units instead of living light units, uh, containment harness. And this is what the, um, the Death Star Merkaba actually creates around a planet, a system, or a body. When you work those Merkaba mechanics, this is what you create. And it's a torsion field that turn, constantly circles energy in on itself, but does not have a connection to anything outside of itself, except of what it can feed off at its center from its core. And this is there are there are le three levels of this that actually move in Earth's atmosphere, and they can literally control. One of them runs through like the magnetosphere area, and actually there's three others down from that. So there's really four four major layers of this. It controls. It reminds me of that whole thing. We control the vertical. We control the horizontal. Remember that show that used to sit at the outer limits or something used to say that on TV. <laughs> well, it's kind of like yeah, they, they pretty much do. All of these net systems are plugged into things like the harp machine. And uh, I'm sure the Hadron Collider has something to do with activating all of these, too. I heard they just had their first good test yesterday or something. Yeah, this week, good timing. <laughs> right. Full activation, yeah. So these net fields are responsible for literally wiping out the DNA. Science has already figured out that DNA is sensitive to a couple of things. It's sensitive to radiation that can destroy DNA. It's sensitive to magnetism, electromagnetism. You mess with the magnetic fields, you mess with the DNA. That, just like it's blocking the natural currents and flows that would normally come into the planet, it does the same thing to the biologies on this planet. This is why we have no memory. It's wiped it right out of the DNA. It's actually still in there. It's in junk DNA. It's in pieces. That's what we're working with the technologies that the Guardians have to reassemble. And it does it through controlling the epigenetic overlay, which is the chemical sheath the science is just learning actually triggers what, how genes will behave in the DNA. Right, so it's a combination of both. But this is why we have a memory of our race memory or any of that. And this is what is holding the mutation in the body. Right now, our own biofields and the biofields of the life forms on the planet carry all of these same mutations. We carry these, we carry the wobbling vortices, we carry the phase locked, you know, bloom of doom uh, in their flows and all of that. And if we are going to ever get out of here while we have time left, the gates are open. It's amazing the gates are even open, even still usable after all of this. But we need to reverse mutate 
our bodies. And we have been working for 10 years with that. We've worked through the light body layers. We've worked through the spirit body layers. Now we're into something called the Ajay body layers. That they're kind of, the Ajay body is interesting. It's like a, a, a combination between the, the, the spirit body and the light body and the atomic body. That once you master that, it allows you to actually do the transfiguration and turn into light. And for the first stage of that is called glide, where you learn to bilocate, where you put yourself in the orb. And you go elsewhere and bilocate and then come back. Uh, but you still have to leave a body here. The second stage is what we're working on now, is um, called translocation, where you get to the point where you can do a certain level of transfiguration with a certain quantum of your atoms into light temporarily, so you can go visit elsewhere and take your body with you, but you'll still be keyed to the space-time imprint or encryption of this planet until a certain other thing happens, right? <clears throat> so that's, a, that's called a slide, slide one. The third thing is called slide two, or span. That's called um, where you learn how to uh, trans, uh, not just translocate, where you're going to visit and then come back, but transmigrate, where you actually can be free and you do not have to come back here, you don't have to incarnate back here. That has to do with releasing something called the Vabadi cell. That is the donated quantum from the egg and sperm of your parents that was not your spirit body encryption. That has to be released before you can be freed from the space-time location in which those two things came together. It gets released as what's called the body dust, right? So there's this whole process, anyway, involved with it. While we have this going on, we are literally, the planet is keeping us mutated because the visitors are keeping the planet mutated. And at this point, good luck fixing the planet because look at the solar system, look at the galaxy. This problem is going on all the way up into the galactic level. And there's a certain point where the quantum that is going down is larger than the quantum that can pull it back. And that is what's occurring. And that's why there's 200 years left on the gates as far as 200 years Earth time. Okay, but isn't it... <coughs> Isn't it true that the planet is a being yes. and also is going to be able to escape this? It shows the path of Kali Rima, which is the step back path. Right. So Instead it's going to implode and, and then re-emerge. Yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll go back into that, that middle density that happens to be called the Edons. Out here, the, the, the density, remember when we, I don't have one really, yeah, I do, on this graph. Let me get my stickies off there. <laughs> we have the, um, the higher bodies, right? And we had the, the core, the inner, the middle, and the outer domains. They each have names. This outer domain area where we are now, where we're experiencing the, the Kali Yuga, um, that is called a radon, right? And this one is called an edon. And then this one, the inner one, is called an adon. And uh, the core is called, what is it called? I can't remember it. It's been so long since I thought this. It's the core. Leave it at the core. But anyway, you've got the dons, right? So this is the Garden of Edom, right? It's the step back to where it is innocent and pure. When you do the step back, it clears anything off your encryption that didn't belong there in the first place. And it's literally, it's pass they call it passing through the ring of fire in order to get back into the purity. And then you get to come back out again and try again. <laughs> or at least you get okay, um, but I also have a question. It was where is Tara in this equation? Because okay. All right, well, part of Tara is what we're sitting on. The solar system is part of Tara. The other part of Tara is um, when we look up in the sky and see Alcyon, the star Alcyon in the Pleiades cluster. All right, that is the remnant of what, what Tara was. So if you take Alcyon and take the quantum of this solar system here, minus the few bits that they put in that didn't belong here, that weren't from here, and you put all that quantum together, you would have had Tara. Okay, in density but, two. 
But my understanding was there was going to be there was, that once there is an ascension group that's going to leave here and go to Tara. That was before the Bridgestone Project failed. Oh. That failed in 2003. I see. So at this point, the Voyagers books, we have, you would not believe what we have been moving through since that. We're on mission upgrade 44, 45. Yeah, I have a list of them somewhere. Yeah, yeah just because it's amusing to look at. For you to see, oh my god, there's been that many mission upgrades. First, there was the attempt to salvage. This is all the stuff they're trying to do before the thing happened with the sun. Once that happened, there's nothing that can be done at that point. But we still have ascension, but it's like the fly by the city, your pants keep these gates open, and you've got 200 years to get anything that's going up out of here. And that's what's happening at this point. So, Voyages was written 10 years ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot uh, has well, happened. Well, okay, so, but. Uh, the okay um my mind's going too many places at once here uh but if they're not going to tara and I, maybe you're getting to this then we where are they going and are they going back to alcyon or jumping where or is that you know they're making up their minds they're going home home there's a few steps to get there m31 Oh, okay. Under the galaxy. Oh. That's where we're aiming back. But there's a few steps in between. The first okay. set of steps has to do with something simply called higher Earth. We're in the lower Earth planes. There are a set of planes that are still in predicaments. They're still connected to this mess that we've been looking at. But they're in much better shape. They're not under the net. And that's the first stage where we go to higher Earth. Then there's a level beyond that that's still part of the Earth planes quantum that's called median Earth. Then, if we go back to remembering when they were telling us about the history of how they seeded the, the Amente rescue mission in and created a solar system, there was a host star here that Earth had been, Amente Earth had been seeded into, and that was called Achillay. So that will be the next stage. And from Achillay, we'll move through, um, uh, there's another layer that has to do with the level of energy called the Iridanus layer that we don't really have to get into because it gets very complicated as far as different types of energy. But it's another set in between before we get to Eartha in M31. But that is where we're going. And from there, that's where originally the encryption here emerged from. From there, you can go where you want, basically. But it's a process of getting, uh, of re-evolving back to where we can do full Christ star. You know, evolution on our own because right now we're being hosted you know we're, we're being given frequency to support us in the process until we can hold that frequency ourselves so Tara was where we were aiming until the British Stone project failed and at this point in this system since since the, those books were written there were um, intergalactic wars that were taking place here that involved what's called the Eka and the Eka is if you remember the the, the maps that showed one Cathar grid and then four of them together with the thing at the center, right? The thing at the center is the Eka. That's a little Cathar grid, and that's like the, they call it, well, for Earth, it would be like the inner Earth would be there and that kind of thing. It wouldn't be in here. It's actually up there. It's like a high level. That actually fell in one of these wars. Eka's can fall. The Akasha above it can't, but the Eka did. But what happened to the, begin the beings that were there? Um, they've gone into various places. There, Some of them are in the state of here. They're doing evac. This whole system, the VECA system, is actually being evacuated. So going vertically, the usual way, wasn't an option anymore. That's why they had to take us from just going into harmonic Merkaba states or harmonic ascension states into transharmonic, where we could actually go through and in 
to in, into the um, like the Edon domain. There's a space between the radon and the Edon. It's called the Aurora Continuum. You have to have a transharmonic ability to be able to go through there and then come back out again someplace else. So that is the technologies they're teaching us because vertical is not an option anymore unless you want to end up in one of the wormhole sets going on into the fall. So it's been a really rough trip since the books were written, actually. But uh, we're all still standing, and the you know, guardians are still giving us the information. So I'd rather leave on a happier note, though. Okay. Um, Before we do a break. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Well, we, let's, yeah, let's keep going. It's not much happier. Okay. As far as the poison apple fields go, this one shows the shape better. <laughs> you have that net field around it. But see that little shape right there? Looks like an apple. Yes. That's the shape of our magnetic fields, the basic shape of our magnetic fields, even though there the is flux a crop circle that looks like that. Lovely. <laughs> I'm out of time. <laughs> this thing here, right? A lot of people are using that as their logo these days. Right. Yeah. And that that is the phase locked arcs, ah. the can't phase. With the constricted, if you look at the, you can look at this more closely if you want to, you can see the difference. There's two cathargrids there. One, the artificial tree of life, which is taking the natural proportions and pulling them in, where it actually squeezes it, and that changes the shape of the sphere and gives you a bulge at the equator like our planet has, because that is what's that is the configuration our planet is has in light body right now. Interesting. And this is also connected to something called Metatron's cube and something called the Fibonacci spiral. Fibonacci spiral. And what is this this center bit right there? Is in this? The dark. Is that a black hole or? Um, no, that's just that is another one of their twisted, uh, like they, we call them cathartic centers, but we know that on our grids these are actually stargates, right? All right, let you take this down into the planet, and that's where you got Stargate connections, have Stargate connections. All right, and these are twisted ones. So these would line up with the Stargates that interface with the Amente gates to harness the Amente gates. So that that's just one of them here. But if you look at that, it's it, if if you look at the teachings of that goes with that logo, um, you'll be amazed to see how it fits and relate when it sits next to what eternal life creation is. All of the shapes that they've shown us, they've shown us how they fit together, what the processes are that they work from. They don't just say, here, there's a that. You know, that's a sacred. Why is it a sacred? It does what? Right? They've shown how the pieces fit together, what the processes are, and then they've shown how those things, what they do to that structure. And so, anyway, this is, there's all sorts of pieces that show we've had to do this because this is what is taking down the planet, these dynamics, and people now practicing them again, just like in Atlantis. It's like Atlantis rising again. It really is the same. How do we get in this predicament? Very much Look so. around you. Same way. Yeah. 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 Gullibility on a certain, you know, a certain level. Or, oh, sure, I'll try that. Right? Not wanting to hear it. If somebody's trying to say, ah, oh, maybe you want to think about that first. How the, the same way that right now you have a whole new age movement that was supposed to be a movement of enlightenment and everybody loving each other, being a bunch of backbiting people practicing anti-Christian Merkel mechanics that are harming themselves and harming the planet. How did that happen? You know, same question for Atlantis. How did? But it there's happen? also the misuse of crystals uh, that I'd love you to talk about a little bit at some point if you are willing. There's all sorts of really strange things being done with crystals. I think I'd probably rather get through those the, this stuff, and that that's kind of like 
Yes, that's kind of I like mean, gloves. No, <laughs> not. There's little gloves. Tarot cards, no. <laughs> yeah, I like tarot cards. I'd like to design a deck, actually. They're really good for just letting spirit comment to you, give you waking dream material back to you. Yeah. Now, crystals are another subject, and we do take them seriously. They're very powerful beings, actually, and they can be used in terrible ways. And right now, speaking, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Speaking of crystals, it was really funny because right around, I think it was around 2002, the guardians um, were starting to teach us about the Niberian Niotic crystal bases that are here. They're subterranean crystal installments that were planted here and actually seeded from Nibiru and used to create, literally, spike the grids to receive Niberian frequency and to receive wormhole frequencies and that kind of thing. Now, all of the crystals in the world, under our world, are like that, but some are. Right when um, we were being given this information, this lady appears in one of the workshops, and she says, I've seen them. I went there. And she brought photos, and it blew my mind. Look at this. This oh, is Leela. Yeah. She actually was one of the few that got to go down there. Is that, she knew like, the I think they're in Mexico? Yeah, this Chihuahua. Yeah, and there's there's many others like that actually on the planet. Okay. But these are one. This one was one that was seeded. It's a, it's an Iberian cluster oh. actually. Yeah. So. But what happens to the people that go inside there though? It must be pretty intense. Well, they don't die from the heat. <laughs> it's like 107 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. Frequency wise, well, they were. You you could do interesting things with those. Now they're not so bad because. The uh, guardians have worked in a way that has recalibrated them because there's been a whole bunch of deals and treaties going on. Because the ones that that broke the original uh, Treaty of Altera that was set, that was talked about in in the Voyagers book, uh, they found that they lost that round, and the other ones are going to take them over and take over their grids. So a bunch of them handed their grids back over to us and kind of, we'll be nice now, <laughs> right? It kind of comes down to a split between the Anunnaki and the Drax, right? And the Drax, you have Amakondraconian, you have um, the other Odetokron reptilians, and a, a bunch of others. And then on the Anunnaki side, you have the Tothian Anunnaki, and which are like the snake people, and you have the uh, the uh, Jehovian Anunnaki, and a number of others. And then you have the Wises taking sides. You have the Wisadrax, Wisadrax. And what about the Syrian? Anunnaki? Where do they fit in? You have the, they, they can come both Jehovian. There's some oh. Jehovian ones. Okay. And like Nibirian ones are primarily Tothian, but not all. Anunnaki tend to hang together. And then the really fancy Anunnaki gene code are the Enochians, all right, where they took both Anunnaki groups and created a master race, right, gene line. All right, so the Enochian Anunnaki. Yeah, they're usually high Illuminati guys. You know, running around with 33rd degree pluses and things. <laughs> but hey, it's cool. Yeah, it takes a village. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we could get into more detail on that, but um, I guess let's uh, let's move on. Should we take a break now, or do you want to uh, go to? Yeah. The end? Why don't we take a break? Because okay. I've hit that spot where we get into the planes of Earth, which gets fascinating because this is where we get into the spherical maps and the vertical maps going up and down from the core up into the atmosphere. And we start finding out where we're going to learn to orb to, and eventually where that space is going to become physically solid as well as this space. So we'll be able to move through, and that's what our teachings are teaching us how to do. Go home.